This is a HeadGum Podcast. All right, so we're coming up on the holidays, folks. Folks. And there's a New Year's Eve song called Should Old Acquaintances Be Forgot? I think that's what it's called. It plays during the ball drop every year, usually when I'm the closest to vomiting uh, that I will be all night at that kind of direct, most memorable and powerful vomit point is usually when I hear should old acquaintance, maybe it's singular, old acquaintance be forgot. Well, we're asking that question today, except we're not asking should old acquaintance be forgot. We're asking should we forget old times, right? Not just old people, but old times. And specifically, the times in which we were most wrong. As a special end-of-the-year episode, we have compiled today, myself and our lovely, lovely, lovely producer, John Perry, five of our favorite segments from the Time I Was Most Wrong container. And we've got a little bit of a recap show today. So headed into a brand new year, a beautiful, bright 2019, or we hope it will be, we look back at five of the times that our guests were most wrong. Please sit back, please relax, please enjoy, and please always remember that. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm still right. I'm right. All right, let's kick it off. Okay, so the first time I was most wrong that we want to feature today was from episode 66. Zach Bornstein came on with Alex Garland, and they both had an argument about interior decorating, specifically a large bronzed cat. Uh, that looked like it was reading the Quran that Alex's grandmother gave them, I believe. Uh, and Zach loved it and wanted it in the house, and Alex could not stand it. Um, later, though, after the main argument, we got into uh, the time that Zach was most wrong, and he basically described uh, strangling someone in a college cafe. He thought that it was somebody he knew turned out to be uh, not the case. I don't want to say any more. Let me just cue this up and have you go listen to it. But as you're listening, if you feel the need to head on over to our I'm Still Right podcast YouTube channel, we actually have an animated recreation of this very story. Anyway, I've said enough. Listen. Did you guys think of times or have there been any times when you've been wrong? Either I have almost mean? only that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was, uh, so I, I had this joke with some friends where we would sneak up behind each other and we would pretend to assassinate each other by like snapping each other's necks. Yeah. So we would sneak up behind yeah, each other very quietly yeah. <laughs> and then go like, if. Yeah. So we would, you know, one hand on the chin, I one take, hand I want to take a head. photo of this just uh, so I can. You know, end your career. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like this. Okay, you yeah. one hand on the chin, one hand on uh-huh. the crown of the head, crown and then head. you turn it like uh-huh. 45 to 60 degrees. Uh-huh. And then the, you make the sound with your mouth going sure. that theoretically the brain stem would make as it goes past the I get point it. of no return. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then the, and then the person would often then – 
pretend to drop to the ground as if their neck had been snapped. Of course. So, and I'm was, familiar with this Yeah, game. so we yeah. would sneak up on each other and do this. So I was uh, in this... I So there was a cafe at the bottom of my apartment building, and I was down there. It was one of those, like, working cafes yeah. where, like, everyone's writing. Like, College campus, right? Yeah. And, uh, so you it made was, it past the swan in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. You got down. I knocked it off, okay. put it back on, then went down there. So I saw my friend writing... And I snuck up behind her, and it was, like, dead silent. Everyone's tip-tip-tapping away. And I sneak up. It was going to be perfect. I snapped her neck. <sniffs> Normally, people just go, ha, and then or just drop to the ground. Instead, she just went, <laughs> and, like, everyone, probably, like, 60 people Turn. turned to look at us. And so they all see me standing behind her, <laughs> holding her head turn to a side and I see her profile and it's not my friend. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I had just tried to assassinate a stranger. <laughs> like in a full an, coffee shop. Yeah. Just like straight up attempted murder. That's And there was insane. no way to explain. What did you say to her? I just was still holding her head. Yeah. I, I was like paralyzed. Yeah. And I was like, I am... So sorry. And then I just sprinted out of there. So That's, like, <laughs> but you you just said I'm so sorry and you left and bailed. That's like, the creepiest deal. thing. It's like you it's like you wanted to kill her and then you had an attack of conscience halfway through. <laughs> and ran off. <laughs> halfway through the next I'm nap. so sorry. <laughs> That's insane. It was also crazy because nothing happened about it. Like no one even got up to like. Nobody says hey. Everyone just went back to work like they like see assassins all the time. <laughs> They're like, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah. People were way too casual about it. And the girl was just like mouth agape, had no idea what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah, she was shocked. Somebody Did... had just tried to snap her neck. And no one called the cops or anything. It was just like... What you did when you were leaving, say to the barista, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) Do any of you say a word? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I was wrong about whose neck I snapped. Yeah, that's the thing about that story that's interesting to me is like, I feel like I would have then tried to explain. I'm so sorry. This is really crazy, but my friends and I have this game, and I thought you were somewhere else. The fact that, like, you just tried it, said I'm so sorry, and ran is the craziest part of that story. There was too much information to be like, okay, so I'm a goofy guy, and I'm goofy friends, and we pretend to I was born in 89. (laughs) Yep, so that's something Zach Bornstein will have. Uh, pretty much for the rest of his life now, um, you know, documented until podcasts go away, which I guess at some point during the age of man, they may go away. But as long as they stand and as long as digital media exists, that extremely, extremely embarrassing story will be right on out there for the folks to hear. Next, we have um, our second time I was most wrong, Chloe Feynman, episode 68. Uh, Hey, if you're on our YouTube page, you can go click to the next video. It's called The Butt Show, uh, and you can see the time that Chloe was most wrong. Uh, I think, well, the episode's called The Butt Show. The video may be called something else, but it's it's a really great animated recreation, again, uh, and and it's, it's uh, quite disturbing, maybe even more so than Zach's. Uh, so take a listen to this. 
I was in kindergarten uh-huh. and my friend was crying and she was really upset and I my dad growing up would he had like no censorship or filter in uh-huh. my childhood so we would watch like Beavis and Butthead great show and The Simpsons mm-hmm. there was an episode basically where like Homer Simpson makes his butt talk she was crying and I was like <laughs> I got this and I went and I found their head you know remember smelling markers yes okay so the green apple smelling <laughs> marker I was like this is gonna make a great face on my butt cheeks and I don't know what I was I was just yeah. like panicked because I'd never seen her so upset and yeah. she was my best friend so I went in the bathroom and I drew like a huge smiley face on both of my butt cheeks with like the eyes were like big circles pulled my pants down to my ankles and spread my ass cheeks and my pants butt. and underwear down. yeah like everything was down yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my asshole and I just started making my, <laughs> my butt talk and I was like don't worry Georgia and I had a southern accent the preschool person was like oh Oh my god and like it was, was Meryl Streep it was Meryl Streep she was like oh, you know Chloe <laughs> <laughs> oh and she god. like ran and she was like pull up your pants and and everyone was like what no like the show must go on and so I pulled my pants up and she's like come with us and it was really weird so it was me and six of my friends who witnessed the show the butt show mm-hmm. and we went behind the butt show the butt, the butt show yeah. we went behind the preschool and she was like now's the time to have the sex talk and she gave us a sex talk. It Everybody was, or just you and Georgia? Me and all the friends who witnessed my butt. And who laughed. <laughs> and who laughed. She yeah. was like, the only person who touches you is your parents, which is not true, and your doctor, yeah. which I don't think is good advice for children. Yeah. No. And it was like all this stuff about like, okay, and your hoo-ha is yours. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they were like, thought I was deranged. Did you episode. explain that? To- yeah, I was like, no, it's like the show my dad, like he made his butt talk and everyone <laughs> laughed at the comedy show Homer. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. And it, like, I couldn't, because that green smelly marker doesn't wash off very easily. No, no, those are bad. I smile on my butt for a week. Oh, man. Yeah. Young butts. Young kindergarten butts. That's what this show is about. Oh, Jesus, the FBI has raided the studio. No. Anyway, listen. Listen, 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 folks. Um, If you're still on our YouTube page... (laughs) You can look at another video featuring Mary Beth Monroe and Andy Cobb. Are you noticing a trend here? We want you to go to our YouTube page and watch some of these videos. Um, This one is about Mary Beth, uh, known from Workaholics, in our 70th episode. Andy and and she were our 70th episode guests. Mary Beth's talking about the first time that she tried weed. Um, or one of the very first times, one of the few times, and uh, Lenny Kravitz is involved. It's a whole thing. Here you go. I have been the most wrong any time I've ever attempted to smoke marijuana. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I have done it maybe a total of eight times in my entire life. Joints or or bowls? bowls. I've tried it all. I've tried edibles. I've tried How do you fuck up an edible? Right. Yeah. It, it has the exact same impact on me every single time. Which is what? Which is I have a good time for about five to ten minutes, and then I get extremely paranoid, extremely introverted, and I literally go in another room alone for at least two hours. Like, yeah. hands down every time. It could be with just my husband. Or it could be at a party. Like, it doesn't matter. I've tried everything. I've wanted, I feel like 
a nerd. Like, I want to be able to smoke pot. And every time I've tried to do it, the same thing has ended up happening. Has there been one particular instance that you feel like perfectly <laughs> captures <joke>. this? <sighs> so, I <laughs> yes, I was with the Second City in Chicago. And I was in the touring company there. And um, we did a, a tour up in Northern California. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was one of the first tours I've ever gone on. We were there for two weeks. We went to this pl- uh, Red Redway, California. Red... Red. I'll buy it. Yeah. It's Redway, California. I think it's right. Redway, California, this hippie, hippie town. They, like, built their own community theater, like, the physical theater space with, like, logs from the forest. Like, wow. it was, it, it was hardcore. hardcore hippies. We get done with the show. One of the, <laughs> one of our hosts <laughs> hands um, one of my T, uh, one of my Torco uh, castmates, just a, a camera case full of like really awesome weed. Yeah, they're like, let's smoke weed, and I was I like knew. a film camera case, film like old. Wow, film I love camera that. Case. Yeah. That is like an Urban Outfitters thing that we should be bringing back. <laughs> yes, to right? weed in. So classic, true. Yeah. classic drug move. Yeah, very anyway. retro, very cool, very eighties. Um, so anyway, uh, everybody's like, let's smoke pot, let's smoke pot, and I, I was like, no, I know what's going to happen. I tried it in high school. I tried, like, I had done it three times. Up until this point, and I was like, it always ends up bad. And they're like, come on, come on, we'll take care of you, it'll be great. And it was like kind of new into the group and peer pressure, la di da. And I smoked, I took two huge hits, which I don't know why, and it's going around the circle. And then I'm standing in the circle, and Brian. <laughs> Brian Boland, if you're listening, (laughs) never forgiven you for this. But he comes up to me and he sees that I'm kind of starting to panic. Like I'm starting to get paranoid. I can I can feel it's the every everybody knows what I'm thinking. Everybody knows what I'm feeling. And Brian has sort of calm, assured. And Brian's a very calm guy. He can be drunk or stoned, and you never know how uh, that anything's wrong with Brian. Yeah. So he comes up to me and he's like, "You're kind of freaking out, huh?" And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) "And he's also kind of a hunk. Like he's He's very handsome." Uh, and he's like, you're kind of freaking out, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of just feeling really paranoid. And I, I, maybe I should just go sit in the in the van or something. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to help you out right now. I'm going to help you out. He's like, okay, so when you smoke pot, he's like, what happens is, you know, you start feeling like you're in really nice warm water, right? And you're kind of floating in the warm water and the warm water just starts rising up and you're really like mellowing out and it's cozy and it's comfy. And I'm like really on his train here and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it is like that. I feel really great. And he's like, and you start slipping under the water and then you're just floating in the water. And he's like, and then when the weed starts to become too much, your head pops out and it's super cold and you freak out. And I like screamed (laughs) and I like panicked and I ran, like I ran away from the group. I went into the, like the tour van and I literally like cried and like sat in the tour van for like two hours after that. And that's one of like five scenarios where the same thing happens. I don't know what it is about my chemistry. Ryan, that just... Why would he spook you like that? I don't know. Because he's a comedian and they're all jerks. Luckily, your reaction (laughs) isn't the sort of things that comics would remember or make fun of for years or anything like that. No, not at all. That's been swept under the rug. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, I mean, that's just, I I, I, like passed out at a Lenny Kravitz concert (laughs) after like... (laughs) 
I mean, but when I was like 16, that was like the first time I ever smoked pot. <sighs> it just never worked for me. I just, I, and I really wish it could because I think I run a little bit more on the high strung side than the mellow side. And I'm like, weed would be great and chill me it out. It would mellow you out. Huh. Yeah. But no, it does the opposite. It makes me like way more high. You just ended up on the cover of the American <laughs> Woman LP, passed out in the front row. <laughs> All right, we're popping back over to episode 68. Remember where we left Chloe Feynman pulling her pants down in the kindergarten class? We're going back because Hannah Pilkis was also on that episode with Chloe, and she also had an unbelievable time I was most wrong. We didn't animate this one, but she talks about uh, a pretty terrifying run-in with the IRS, uh, quote, end quote. So cue this puppy up time I was most wrong um, I know it's really recent but it was this morning this I, is so good I woke <laughs> up at 8.30 to a voicemail I have to read it to a voicemail you know when the iPhone tells you what your voicemail says yeah the transcription this morning the transcription said and I know you're going to be like how did you fall for this it said this pre-recorded message is to inform you that the internal revenue services have issued an arrest warrant against you and within one hour you will be removed from your house and your physical property is under state something and that the it's very important that we hear from you or or we will push the arrest warrant further. I, I, I'm not going to say I've you been bad about up, my though. taxes. I just, no, but I'm also just, my biggest fear, some people are like, I'm afraid of spiders, I'm afraid of heights, I'm afraid of going to prison. And I always feel like there's something I didn't realize I did. Fear. Yeah. Like, I probably just watched Shawshank too many times. Yeah. But I called them. <laughs> my roommate's not awake yet, and I'm too gullible, and I call them, and they're all speaking really fast, and it sounds like they're in a wind tunnel. I don't know what's going on on the other end, but it sounds like the IRS. I'm like, I have, I'm That's sold in my sound head. That's they how they sound. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> It's just Hannah Pikes that lives at one 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 blah 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 blah, and I'm like, I haven't lived there in four years. They go, well, we've been sending we've been sending uh, messages. The IRS. <gasps> oh has. my god! And I had the address, so Asshole. I w- it was my two addresses ago, and I was like, well, I, I thought I changed my address. I've been getting mail at the new place. They go, someone actually went to that place and put a notice on the door. There was literally someone there. I can't believe that you didn't know about this. We you owe back taxes from 2000. They they randomly selected you to be audited from 2014 to 16, and you owe three thousand dollars. Are you? able to pay that right now i mean that also is not the wor- like it could be so much worse it but that's s- bad it's still bad but yeah, they yeah. Go, if you don't pay it in the next 45 minutes then, then someone's gonna come. <laughs> then i love how like the clock is ticking <laughs> then someone's gonna come and take you to the courthouse so i'm like <laughs> so i go into i'm bawling now and i'm like and then the man's like calm down calm down take a have a glass of water take a breath you know what we're gonna figure this out you can't pay three thousand dollars okay what can you pay i'm like hey, a, few, a few hundred dollars like me and he's like okay let me talk to my people he's like don't hang up this call's being recorded this is case number 9642 oh so my roommate my comes out all groggy and she's like what the fuck are you crying about like what's going on I'm like the IRS they're gonna arrest me she's like well, no they're not what are you, like they don't make phone calls so I get back on the line and he's like alright they they, they're willing to do $300 you have to do that today though they don't accept debit cards and online takes 48 hours we need you to go to a Walgreens or a Walmart put it on a money order something and somebody will come pick it up so that's when I started to realize uh, that, that it was absolutely <laughs> accurate and that, you, that I had to do it and you 
sprinted to the Alhambra Walmart. Oh so I, Bailey's like, hang up the phone. And he's like, if you hang up this phone, we're going to send your information to the courthouse. In 45 minutes, someone will be there to arrest you. And I was like, they, 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 like now the clock stopped. It, like it's 45 minutes, like for an hour. Yeah. And he's yelling at me. He's going, he's going, it will be, this will be considered running away from the IRS. Are you sure and I this go, wasn't like an X? I know, right? This is. <laughs> This is so theater. literally, so I was like, actually, I think I'm going to call the IRS just to ensure that, you know, this is legit. And he's like, no, this isn't the IRS anymore. This is the crime de de department. <laughs> oh my God. Basically, this now he's talking about the He's like, this is the floor ceiling uh, lamp man. Department, <laughs> and he, and so I finally hung up and, and he cursed me out at the very end. He cursed me out. So it's been like, fuck you. So I think that, and, and I've read that they get old people on this. That's so terrible. I looked at the phone number That's and there's like so 10 terrible. accounts in the last 10 days of like people saying some people fell for it and they're all linked to the irs they're <laughs> yeah. all really as it turns out IRS. i do have a lot of back taxes <laughs> yeah that's that's Jeez. terrifying all right so in episode 71 something insane happened uh adam conover came on and that's not what's insane we love adam uh chase mitchell came on that's also not what's insane we love chase what happened was, in Adam's time I was most wrong, he told the story of a time that he blindly accepted statements from a Penn and Teller episode as fact, and then found out later on that they were totally wrong. And that actually served as the catalyst for his rigorous sort of fact-checking uh, MO that, that spawned True TV's Adam Ruins Everything. So, you know. Uh, full circle, kind of, in the I'm Still Right podcast studio. Take a listen. Adam, what do you think? What do you have? Uh, one thing that I remember really strongly was, um, uh, it's a little bit more of a forma uh, found formational, foundational experience, was um, when I was in college, I was a fan of that show, Penn and Teller's Bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, and I still am a, a fan of Penn and Teller in, in many ways. I'm very conflicted about those guys now. And I'll tell you, and this is the story is part of why, but they're amazing magicians. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I honestly really enjoy their, you know, they're really libertarian guys. Yes. Yeah. And I think that actually works really well for entertainment because um, if you go see them at their show in Vegas, which I have, um, they really play like for both liberals. Everyone goes to Vegas. Sure. And so everyone's in the crowd, liberals and conservatives. And they give everybody a moment to like cross their arms and be like, fuck this. What are they saying? I don't like that. I'm being challenged. And then everyone also gets a moment where they're like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also that was like a, um, it was like a debunking show and, you know, I was of that mindset where I thought that was great. And, you know, you can see that sort of influence through my work. That's always been an interest mm -hmm. of mine. Um, but they did an episode on uh, uh, on secondhand smoke huh. about how secondhand smoke. This is around this is like in 2003 or four. This is around when Bloomberg had first banned uh, smoking in New York City bars. And that was like a big topic. Um, and I was a smoker at the time. Uh, and their segment was basically uh, that. Uh, there are no, you know, yes, smoking causes cancer, but all the studies about secondhand smoke are actually not that good. I remember this. They're, I very specifically remember this. Yeah. yeah, they're not good studies. If you look at this one, here's the problem with this one. If you look at that one, here's the problem with that one. Here's an activist for secondhand smoke stopping who is like, oh, this guy's just a zealot and like we're going to. Uh, you know, make fun of him and point out why he's why he's wrong. And like, here's an expert or two, you know, and I watched that and I was like, great. Yeah, I'm sold. I believe it, you know, um, and I went 
I, I remember telling my friends about it. Like, no, secondhand smoke is bullshit. And they were like, you're saying that because you're a smoker. I'm like, no, 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 I saw this TV show that told me, that told me about it. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> 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 no, I'm right, you know. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I like that sort of worldview appealed to me. Um, and then I uh, was like somewhere on the internet and, uh, I don't know, Metafilter or something like that. Um, and... Uh, uh, I think I posted a link to that segment and someone was like, oh, this is terrible. I mean, all their, their experts are, this person is a lobbyist for a oh, group, God. for oh, a group that only, I forget what the name of the group is, but it was a group that only defends like industries that kill people. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like some think tank, but is it the center for American, whatever the fuck. Um, but it was like. You know, they, it's like they, all they do is they publish pro tobacco industry, pro yeah. you know every other Dick industry. Cheney Inc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that kind of thing? Um, and uh, uh, I was really like ashamed by that. You know, I because I had actually sort of like gone to bat for the show, and mm-hmm. then I found out that um, it was uh, you know that that it was like really drastically wrong. Penn and Teller ended up kind of retracting the episode, um, which is to say that like. In some Q&A somewhere, they sure. said, oh, we found out that we're wrong about that. Years later, after everyone has forgotten the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they said We'll they never gonna, know the death count. They sort of implied <laughs> they were going to address it on air and never did, you uh-huh. know. Um, but I was really, like, you know, heartbroken by that because I was like, okay, this this show is, like, really looking at the evidence and giving me, like, the straight truth and, like, yeah. not fucking around. I saw it as, like, yeah, yeah as, as, like, Bible truth. I mean, I, I, I like, and, and looking back on it, I feel like I remember they did another one that was... Uh, saying that all concerns about genetically modified foods are bullshit, and I think that episode ended up being like pro Monsanto or something. Like it was like wow, yeah, it's complicated. They had some, they had some, they had some weird. Wow. Ones. it's complicated stuff, you know. And yeah, that that one. I mean, the secondhand smoke one was really like they just went to an industry mouthpiece. Like I was shocked. I still am kind of shocked because I, I give those guys, I think those guys are smart and yes. I think they are incredible entertainers. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, what they've done in magic, I think is unbelievable. And like, I think they're very smart and so much of their, uh, like I like being challenged about what they think about gun rights at their magic. Show. Sure. Like yeah, I yeah. think it's really great. And I, and oh, I guess that's, that's their I, like signature bit to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah because they do this bit where, uh, they do a bit where they burn a flag mm-hmm. and, and all the, uh, all the conservatives are like, no. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do a bit where they're like, we support the second amendment and all the liberals are like, no. And then they use the giant gun that they pulled out to do an amazing bullet catch trick. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I love, I love it. You know, I'm fine with that. Um, but so I was shocked that they could make that, you know, that, that they could like not see clearly about that issue. And it actually made me really think when we started putting my show together, I was like, I never want that to happen on our show, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, that's why we also did like a correction segment on our show where like all the things that we had gotten wrong on the show in the past, we addressed one after another. And mm-hmm. we're going to probably do another episode like that in the future. Uh, it, you know, if Lord willing, we get enough um, mm-hmm. uh, in order to do one. But, uh, but yeah, and it, but it was because I had like repeated what was in. It wasn't just that like yeah, you oh, didn't it was research wrong. it. Yeah, yeah. You parroted it back. I parroted yeah. what I parroted what I saw on the uh, on the episode, and that and that made me uh, very ashamed. You trusted magicians yeah. as we all do, it's and a- and it was such. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys probably have holiday parties to get to, and eggnog to drink, and. Whatever it is that people do around the holidays, you know I'm such a holiday fan. You can go back and listen to the first time 
John Gabris was on the show, and I I dug all the way into how much I I, I just have trouble with the holidays. We argued about whether or not um, they were they were worthwhile. Gabris put me in my place, but listen, all joking aside, this was a great year. We had our listenership grow. We switched to a new schedule of one episode per month instead of one episode per week because we got a little bit busy and you guys still stuck with us, which is amazing. Thank you so much. Um, also, oh, speaking of Gabrus and Ryan Williams, we had our 75th episode uh, with Gabrus and Ryan. So check that out. It's um, a Tom Hanks versus Tom Cruise argument over the course of an entire episode was a segment that we've done on the show a bunch over the years, and uh, that was a total episode devoted to it. Very stupid. And um, also, we want to thank Jake, Amir, and Marty, the Podfathers, uh, and also the entire HeadGum crew for another great year. Thank you again to you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. We wish you a very happy holidays and a happy new year, and see you in 2019, unless you see us first, right? John wanted me to say that. He put it in the, you know, um, breakdown for me and was like, make it funny. It's, I think that's how the saying goes. Play it off as an awkward thing. But now that I said it, it feels more like something I should have just left on the page. We'll see you next year. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm still right. I'm right, you're wrong. That was a headgum podcast.